Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here. I am so grateful for you. So today's episode, we're going to talk about helplessness and hopelessness. And I read this morning uh, a study that was done years ago, and it was fascinating and amazing. And I think it will give us great insight to why we struggle with hopelessness at times and therefore feeling helpless at times in certain situations. And not only that, more importantly, a few uh, things that we can do to help us come out of that hopeless feeling to come out of that helpless feeling besides a miracle of God. Okay. Because there are just some tactical things that we can do mindset wise. But I think the biggest thing that we need to understand is that there is a reason that some of us struggle with hopelessness and helplessness in different areas of our lives. The study I think is fascinating. And just this whole concept, because here's the deal. I think a lot of us are struggling with hopelessness and helplessness in a lot of areas of our lives. And I think that fundamentally it can lead to us struggling with despair and depression. And I think it drives some of us uh, with our depression and with our struggle with that. I think this is a great subject. I think that the book that I read this morning, Essentialism, I didn't read the whole book. I read part of the book, two chapters. But this is where that concept um, was really brought to light in my heart and mind. And I wanted to share it with you guys. Also, I wanted to let you know, I have three one-on-one coaching spots available for the rest of the month. So if you are looking for some one-on-one time and you want to schedule that, please send us an email at hello at dannysumner.com. The link will be in the show notes and we will email you all that information so we can get that scheduled. All right, you guys, let's go. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. The book uh, Essentialism by Breg McKeon, like I said, inspired this. And so I just want to talk about one specific concept and how it applies to us. Because let me tell you, right now, hopelessness and helplessness has never been higher. I mean... You guys know the world is like on fire. Okay. So let's just talk about how do we walk out of feeling hopeless and helpless? Like how do we take the reins back in our life in situations and in the overall big picture? And so I just wanted to start with if you've ever felt trapped in a situation or maybe you feel trapped in a situation right now, I will say that if you are in an abusive relationship or an abusive situation, I'm going to ask you to get help. If you are in this like helpless and hopeless situation because you are in an abusive situation, you guys, I I give you permission to get help or at least seek counsel to figure out if you are in an abusive relationship and that sort of thing, right? Because some of us don't even know that we're in abusive relationships. It's just become so normal. But if things seem off and you just continually feel helpless and hopeless and it's because of relationships in your life whether that be a parent relationship, a deep friendship that maybe you're meshed with or a spouse, it can be really painful. So I just encourage you, get some help, 
bring some outside godly eyes in to your life and you're not betraying the people that are hurting you. You just are seeking counsel and you're, you need help. Okay. So I'm going to start with that caveat. The rest of us who are not in abusive situations right now, maybe we've endured abuse. Maybe we've endured some crazy, gnarly hardship in our past. And maybe those are the things that have created this feeling of hopelessness and helplessness now in our lives. And I will tell you, for me, that was something that I had to uh, come to understand that these feelings that I was struggling with all these years ago, and even sometimes they still come up of hopelessness or helplessness or just feeling just completely crippled by situations. You guys, it was because of things that had been planted in me long time ago. Okay. So I just wanted to bring that up and to make us all aware of this. And you know, you guys, some of us, we've lived through one or more pretty horrible experiences. And if we haven't processed through those experiences, sometimes they still have their grip of control on us. And those can be the experiences in which planted helplessness and hopelessness within us. And, you know, I say it at times that like depression and anxiety, they go together. Like if someone struggles with anxiety more times than not different seasons, or maybe in the same season, they'll struggle with depression as well. They go together, like kind of like salt and pepper. Now it's not all the time, but I will say that the majority of the time, that is what I have noticed in people's lives and in my own life. And right. And so I believe helplessness and hopelessness are the same way. You you don't typically feel helpless, but full of hope, right? <laughs> Usually when we're feeling hopeless, we feel helpless as well. I hope that makes sense. So I, I want to talk about this because in the book, Greg talks about this study that was done. But one of the things that I want to make clear and that I just wrote this morning in my journal and I just love just the concept of it as I wrote, the beauty of the human experience is our ability to endure trauma and drama, more importantly, to heal and become wiser through it all. So again, the beauty of the human experience is our ability to endure trauma and drama, and more importantly, to heal and become wiser through it all. You guys, I just really feel like as we're on this journey of inner healing, right, and finding wholeness and not being controlled by the things of our past and not being controlled by the anxiety about our future, but actually being present in today's moment and doing what we can and being resolved and audacious and tenacious, right, to uh, move forward in hope and joy and peace and purpose and, and all of that. But uh, that's not to minimize what you may be going through in this season of your life. And, you know, we all go through these seasons when we feel hopeless or helpless and there's just so much to bear. And it's hard when you're in those moments to see past the pain and to believe that you'll ever feel better again. I mean, I just remember feeling so helpless and hopeless, like I'm destined, I'm like sentenced to feeling crummy, right? And, you know, we could get into the whole concept about, you know, feeling judged by God and, and, all, and how I had to heal my, my God concept, right? Because I just don't believe God is judgmental and and harsh and, and horrible. I believe God is loving and kind. Sure, he judges, but it's in compassion and grace and love. But that's a whole other podcast episode. But I, I just want to talk through this whole concept of helpless and hopeless and how it gets planted in us. And then how do we start to heal that area? Yes, we can pray it away and hopefully God will deliver us. But more times than not, that's not how it happens, right? And it's like, it's a process and God heals us and, and all of that. And again, I'm going to say this 2,700 times on the podcast. I believe in prayer. I believe God shows up in mighty, mighty ways. But I also believe 
that we live in a broken world and that some things are just broken and hard. And, and so our emotions get wrecked. Things get hurt. We get hurt, right? We're sensitive beings. We're not spiritual robots, right? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's really good. If, if we were spiritual robots, this all would be so much easier, but we're not. We're, we're sensitive beings and we have spirits within us that we have to tend to and to partner with God to help heal and partner with good people who, you know, love us and will lead us and guide us into more wholeness, right? And so, and I believe this is all part of God's plan. It's all a part of healing humanity and healing ourselves and being a part of this movement, this like revival of, man, we're going to be like that book, The Wounded Healers, where we're all wounded, we're all bruised, but we're all healing each other because we're all showing up another day to find healness and healness, to find wholeness and healing and all of that. And so I just believe this is a really beautiful part of the lives that we get to live. And it's part of like the framework and the, the, how we frame things and the narratives in our head and, and, and all of that. And so how we frame things in our heart and our mind are so, so important. So we don't live under the cloud of hopelessness and helplessness. And trust me, I've been there. I've lived there. I slip back into it here and then here and now, or now and now and again, what's that saying? I slip back into it now and again, but you know, I'm working on not slumping in there so much, right? So I can find more joy and live more hopeful and, and, and all of that. There's a concept called learned helplessness, and it's a condition. It was discovered by Martin Siegelman and Steve Meyer. Mayer, I don't know. I'm butchering his name, but it directly relates to the level of hopelessness that we feel, right? And I first read about this in uh, Greg McKeon's book, Essentialism. Greg talks about this study that they did years ago, and I want to talk through that study and kind of what they learned from it and then what we can learn from it so that we can find more healing and not live under the cloud of hopelessness and helplessness, okay? When I first read the term learned helplessness, my arms went weak, my body went numb. I mean, it just struck such a deep chord in me and it resonated so deeply because I know, because I know, because I know, that I lived under this helplessness and this hopelessness. And I believe that I learned to live under that because of experiences I had had and circumstances that which I had endured. And life had taught me to be helpless. Life had taught me to be hopeless. Now, all these years later, and here I am now uh, on this healing journey and and helping others, I know that I have control of my healing journey. Now, that's not to say like, oh, you know, name it, claim it, or, you know, woohoo, new agey. What I am saying, though, is God has given me and given you the ability to have a mind, to have a heart, to have people in our lives that can help lead us and guide us into more wholeness, right? And I do believe that we have a responsibility that once we are aware of our where we're at, that we need to move forward for our own sake and for those that we love in their lives, right? Because if I'm getting more more healing and more wholeness, I'm less reactive to my children or to my husband or to my friends or to my family. I'm more patient. I'm more kind. I can actually think through a response and not just react out of anxiety or out of fear. And you guys, that is what this journey is all about. That is what inner healing is all about so that we're not controlled by the circumstances or the crazy drama going on in everyone else's lives. We can actually settle and be really mindful and present and intentional in our lives. 
So when I heard that, or when I read that phrase, learned helplessness, holy moly, it struck a chord in me, right? And if we feel helpless in situations, like I said, we are sure to feel hopeless too. And, you know, and then we read scriptures about hope and God's hope. And we think about these songs like, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust in any frame, but I wholly trust in Jesus' name. I can sing that and I can experience the presence of God and be so sold out about it. And then real life happens. And I'm like, do I trust in Jesus? And then I go through this whole like, oh my gosh, I don't trust Jesus. Oh my gosh, my hope is built on financial security or my hope is built on my kids being successful or my hope is built on how well my marriage is going or right. And it's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Sometimes we have all these caveats. Our hope is attached to other things because we struggle with this deep feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. And so this study by Siegelman and Meyer, Mayer, whatever, um, they did it on dogs and it shows how this learned helplessness plays out. I will say the study must have been done years ago because I can't imagine anyone doing a study on dogs now, but I doubt dogs were harmed, but I'm still a little bit traumatized when I read the study. I'm sure they did not harm the dogs or, or anything like that. Here's how the study went. So they placed these dogs into three different groups, okay? So there was group one, group two, and group three. Group one was placed in a harness that delivered uh, an electric shock, but they had access to this lever that would stop the shock, right? So when the dogs figured out how to stop the shock, they would hit the lever and this the shock would stop, okay? Group two was given the same harness and the lever, but this lever, it didn't stop the shock, okay? Which sounds just awful to me. So these poor puppies were were shocked. I assume the shock was not crazy because I don't think they Greg would have written about it. I'm sure it, we would have read some craziness about the study if it was harmful to the puppies, okay? But I love my dogs. I love dogs in general. So it's a little traumatic. But I have to share the study with you because it's just so, so paints a picture of what I think we all struggle with. So group three was placed in the harness, but it didn't receive any shocks. Yay, the dog was in the sh- in the harness, but no shocks happened to group three dogs, okay? So afterward, each dog was placed in a box with a short divider, very short that they could easily walk over. One side of the box produced shocks and the other side didn't. So now remember, group one would had the harness that delivered the shock, but had access to the lever that would stop the shock. Group two was given the same harness with the same lever, but the lever didn't stop the shocks. And then group three was placed in the harness, but it didn't receive any shocks, okay? So the dogs that were able to stop the shocks, this is group one, or had not been shocked at all, this is group three, they learned to step over the divider and avoid the pain quickly, right? So they just learned, okay, there's the shock. I'm going to figure out a way around it and I'm going to get out of here. And they stepped over the divider. Now group two, remember group two was given the same harness and the same and the lever, but the lever didn't work and didn't stop the shocks. So these dogs kept getting shocked. Okay. So group two who were unable to control the shocks previously with the harness did nothing to help their situation when they were placed in that box. So they had learned to be helpless. And instead of stepping over that little divider that went to the place where there was no shocks, they just assumed there would be shocks over there too, I guess. I mean, I'm not in the psyche of a dog, but they just laid down and accepted their fate. And how awful is that? And I don't know about you, but I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go rescue those dogs. I'm sure it wasn't harmful. My point is, you guys, we are the same dang way, okay? The point behind the study was not the harm of the dogs, 
But what they realize is that human beings are quite similar in their responses to difficult situations as well. We learn through life experience to become helpless and hopeless. They say that there's typically two ways this shows up in our lives. Number one, people check out and they just stop trying. Oh my gosh, have we all been there? We just check out, we get numb, we medicate, and we just give up. Or number two, which a lot of us go there as well, and it's kind of, I think we probably vacillate between one or the other, but they try to do it all and they compensate. We compensate because we don't believe we have a choice in what opportunity, assignment, or challenge to take on. So we take it all on. People pleasers united. Let's go. We can't say no to anything. So we say yes to everything, right? And then we resent and we're upset, (laughs) right? Okay. Holy moly, you guys, I can totally relate to both. Now, I also wanted to mention Romans 5, right? So how does how does scripture come into this? Romans 5 verses 3 through 4 says, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Oh my gosh, if we learn through it and if we can ask, actually persevere. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. Oh my gosh, I hate this scripture for so many reasons. I wish hope came first and then we could persevere and then we could build our character. But the reality is perseverance builds character and our character is what plants and sprouts hope. And when we find hope, we no longer feel helpless or hopeless. Oh my gosh, you guys, if you've been through really hard things, I just want to acknowledge if you're like beating yourself up because you're feeling hopeless or helpless, stop. You feel helpless and hopeless for really valid reasons. We were created not for this world. I'm telling you right now, we were all created for the Garden of Eden for peaceful, hope-filled, awesome, easy, simple lives. It was just how God created us. And then the world fell apart and now there's all this drama and trauma and it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. You've been through some really hard things. Maybe you've been betrayed or hurt or maybe some abuse or maybe you don't even know what you've been through. Maybe you're just numb and you're shut off and you don't even know right? Because you've buried it so long ago. And I'm not saying go down there and dig it all up. All I'm saying is, holy moly, take a deep breath. Give yourself permission if you're feeling helpless and hopeless, okay? But if you're listening to this podcast, I need to remind you that there are solutions and that you are not alone and that you can get through this with community, with love, with grace, with, you know, all of that. There's so much stuff. And as I was reading and praying and I came up with a few things that we can do literally today. Like we can literally do it daily to help implement and come out of hopelessness and helplessness and start to actually internalize the hope and the joy and the peace that truly we were created to live with. Now that doesn't minimize it. That doesn't mean we're never going to feel all these other things. I believe life is very 50-50. I believe that we will struggle. We will have sadness. I don't think sadness is bad. I don't think anger is bad. However, we don't need to be like victims and live handcuffed to sadness and struggle and anger and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness. Like, ah, that's just too much. Like, let's just have some light spirits here, okay? So there are several things that over time, I believe, can help us walk out of hopelessness and helplessness and actually know we can help ourselves. God is here helping us and we can live as with hope, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what you've endured, no matter what you walk through, no matter what you're walking through right now, you can still have hope and you can still help yourself and others will be in your circle to be able to help you and lift you and guide you and walk with you. Okay. So number one, I have three, three points. 
Number one, we need to actively remind ourselves that we have choices now. So I literally want you to get out a piece of paper if you're struggling with hopelessness and helplessness and write, I have choices now. Again, this is with the caveat. If you're living through abuse and trauma and you don't really have choices, you need to get help. Like that's number one. Okay. You need to get help. But the rest of us who are not in crazy, abusive or traumatic situations, we need to write down and remind ourselves and train our brain and our mind that we have choices. We have ways in which to empower and bless our lives and God wants to give them to us. So number two, McKeon suggests, and I totally agree, and he says, develop your ability to choose choice in every area of your life. Even in the smallest of decisions and tasks, choose to say, I choose to instead of I have to. These little brain shifts can make a big difference in the long run. So I choose to take out the recycling. I don't have to take out the recycling. I choose to take out the trash, right? I choose to record this episode and write my blog and do all of that. Like I choose to show up and be the best mom I could possibly be today, right? Not like, oh my gosh, I have to go take my kids, you know, X, Y, and Z. I choose to take my children X, Y, and Z. And it's these little, little things that we can do to change our brain chemistry. And Caroline Leaf, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, but she's written a great book. She's a great Christian woman about switching on our brain. But these are all those little things that we can do to help heal our brains and our hearts and our minds and just not feel like we're living under that victimhood, right? So number three, we need to actively remind ourselves that we are safe, we have what we need, and we will be okay. It sounds simple, but I'm telling you, it is so, so powerful. I remember Jim, my therapist, who, by the way, is coming back on the podcast in a couple of weeks, but he gave me an assignment for months. It was, I had to write down daily, I am not alone. I have what I need and I will be okay. Kind of got comical at times, but I want you to write down, you guys, I am safe. I have what I need and I will be okay. And I want you to add to it. I am not alone because you are not alone. Everything you are experiencing is very, very human of you. And that is the human experience. And I just want you to know No matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. And maybe these feelings of hopelessness and helplessness were planted in you long ago. And don't beat yourself up for it. It's not necessarily your fault. It's probably not your fault. It's not your fault. (laughs) Okay. But you do get to choose and to take the ownership now and to help yourself walk out of it. I love you guys. I'm so grateful you're here. Let me say a little prayer over you. I hope this episode helped you. I'll put a link to the show notes. Uh, for that book, Essentialism, although I can't completely recommend it. I will finish it though. I'm, you know, I'm a reader. And so I will, I'll keep you posted on the book, but it seems pretty good. But this study really, really spoke to me. And I just, I had to come on and just share it with y'all. All right. And I'll also put a link to the show notes of that verse in Romans. And I love you guys. Let's say a prayer. All right, Lord, I thank you for my friend. God, I thank you that you don't want us to live helpless or hopeless. Father, that you actually want us to live with hope and to know that there is help all around us, God, and that um, you're sending people into our lives even now to help us through different situations or different circumstances. And Lord, I pray for my friend who is uh, maybe in an abusive or traumatic situation even right now. Lord, would you put the right person in their life to help them get help? And Father, I pray for your peace and your grace and your guidance, and I pray for your courage. It's hard to reach out, but Lord, I know how important it is for all of us to reach out when we need it. So Lord, I just speak life and I speak um, just your peace and your grace as you're planting more hope and more help into our hearts and minds so we can walk 
with more joy and more, more fun and just enjoy this life that you've given us. Enjoy each breath that we have because it's all we've got. Jesus, bless my friend in your mighty, precious name. Amen. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.